With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, fire in on that one, and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come in football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Everyone loves shopping online. Well, I'm going to tell you what I tell my golf buddies when they buy clubs. Stop searching for coupon codes. Download Capital One Shopping to your computer. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Plus, it's free, and you don't even need a Capital One card to use it. That's like hitting a hole in one without even trying. Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. Today on the ZabeCast, by the time you download this, I'll either be in the throes of a massive citywide championship celebration or looking for a large bottle of Xanax. I'll talk about calculations, risk, and where I stand, dirty cops beating up porcupines, and the bobcat yeet guy with a grim date with the rabies shot reaper. Your 30-minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Wednesday, July 21st, 2021. Thank you for downloading. Last night's Game 6 of the NBA Finals was not only too late for this edition of the podcast, but I had to pre-record this and get it in the can to give you loyal listeners something to chew on as I recover one way or another from what is promising to be a long, drunken night. Could be a long, drunken, glorious night. Could be a long, drunken, pissed-off, and now nerve-wracking night if there is a Game 7 in Phoenix. Once I recover on the other side, I will give you all the deets from our night down to the Deer District. But in the meantime, how about something not so sportsy? You'll never guess what I had for dinner Tonight here in my hotel with the little kitchenette built into it. By the way, I love this hotel they put me up in, the Residence Inn by Marriott. 
It's got a little kitchen. It's like a little tiny apartment. It's got a little couch area. It's got a great desk. It's got great Wi-Fi. It's got a nice television. It's almost like this is all I need. Going back to my roots. So here's what I had for dinner. (laughs) SpaghettiOs and buffalo-flavored pretzel chips. Yes, thrown into the SpaghettiO soup. I don't know what it was. First of all, I went to the local, gro- I just said grocery stores. Boom, search. And I saw that there was a Sendix, Sendix grocery store. Now, I have heard of all the grocery stores here in the Milwaukee area from doing ads for our friends at Palermo's Pizza. Pick them up at Woodman, Sendix, Pick and Save, Piggly Wiggly, blah, blah, blah. I haven't been to, I've been to a Pick and Save, nice enough. Never been to Ascendix. So I go to Ascendix, and the first thing I realize as I walk in, I'm like, maybe I'll get some Leinenkugels to unwind in my hotel room after I'm done podcasting and whatever else. I said, nah, I don't drink beer much anymore. I wish I wish I'd swung by a liquor store to get a bottle of uh, bourbon, just a small one, a little nip at night to get me down for the night. Well, lo and behold, first thing I see, right in the first aisle of Ascendix, Hello, hard alcohol, my friend. In Virginia, as you know, the Commonwealth does not permit for the unseemly transaction of selling hard spirits while the devil's juice itself. Amongst the other necessities of life, food and sustenance and whatnot, you have to go to a separate store for that. A ABC store, Alcoholic Bureau of Control, ABC, something like that. They're liquor stores in Virginia. Here in Wisconsin, they're like, yeet, there you go. Wait, that's am I using it wrong? I think I am. More on the yeet guy in a second. They're like, sure, here you go. So that was bonus thing number one. I like the store. It was kind of boutique-y. If you get plastic checkout bags, they're really thick plastic checkout bags that are very reusable more so than your average plastic bag at a grocery store they were thick enough plastic bags for your groceries that i would imagine a california tree hugger would have had a heart attack thinking oh my god and they cost probably another penny or two more than the very water thin plastic bags but i like the store i don't know what it was I guess I went in there hungry, and the first thing I came across and smelled was a whole rotisserie chicken. Now, normally, I'm like, well, I'm not going to eat a whole rotisserie chicken. Why am I going to get that now? But the smell, oh, the smell. And again, I was hungry. And then I looked at the price. On Mondays, they were on sale, $2.99 off their normal price. So one whole chicken, $5. I'm like, $5 for this football of delicious meat? You're with me, Leather. You're with me. So I bought the rotisserie chicken, and then I went down the aisle that had the microwave mac and cheese, and I said, ooh, ooh, that'd be pretty good as well. And then (laughs) I saw the SpaghettiOs, and I said, I gots to have me some SpaghettiOs. The absolute go-to meal of my misspent youth. 
And I brought them back to the hotel, knowing that I didn't really want to cook anything. I got a microwave. I got some utensils. Fine. I come back, and I tear into the chicken ravenously. And I'm just peeling off chunks of it, eating it, skin and all, everything like that. I, I end up, you know, taking it all apart. I put all of it in plastic baggies so I can take it with me to have a nice snack to try to try to eat healthy, to try to not, not go to Culver's every day that I'm here. And uh, sure, sure enough, I'm like, damn, there's a lot of meat on this thing. I mean, a lot of meat on a $5 chicken. Now, I know that there are people and families that are on the verge of severe hunger in this country. But there can't be that many. I mean, you've got to be really, really dirt poor. I would imagine most of the really extreme poverty, if you're really hungry in this country, it's because you're spending your money on cigarettes and booze and other shit and scratch-offs and not on feeding your family. Because five bucks, this chicken will last me days. This chicken will last me two and a half days, one person. Five bucks. I mean, that's a hell of a deal right there. And the SpaghettiOs, oh, mm. they hit the spot. But I can't pat my belly either. You guys ripped me for chewing on the air the other day. So I can't do that either. All right, fine. All right, let's get into it here. Regarding my discussion with Andy about the drive-by shooting outside Nats Park. Patrick Hellas emails me to say, Dear Zabe, I literally spit out my coffee this morning listening to your podcast with Andy. You did not literally spit out your coffee. You virtually spat it out. After 18 months of being the voice of reason when it comes to accepting life's risks and trying to temper irrational fear through the COVID saga, your stance on violence outside of ballparks had my head spinning. Andy, who clearly has indicated via previous podcasts that he was the type of overly cautious person when it came to COVID-19, had virtually no fears when it came to going to another Nats game. You, on the other hand, were being a, sorry to say, Karen in your overreactive demand for total and guaranteed safety and fear of an extremely low probability event. I literally couldn't believe my ears. Just keeping you honest, Patrick in Grand Rapids, Michigan, P.S. Bucks and Six. Let's hope that happened. Okay, couple of things. I didn't say I would never go again. I just said it's not good for people feeling good about going to the park. And I said, I want to see if this picks up. Obviously, he's like, and he's like, well, it's one in 10 years. And I responded, so do you think that's going to be the tempo of this type of thing going forward? Because it might not. In case you or other people didn't know, crime is on the march in major city after major city. And I wonder why, Scritch's chin, why could that be, po- oh, defund the police. Hmm. It seems like, There is more lawlessness in more places in broad daylight at times than we've had in a while. Now, maybe it's just news coverage. Maybe I am falling, uh, not victim to, but I'm falling for the trap of sort of recency bias or the fact that the media is now covering it a bit more or whatever. But I don't know, man. 
Secondly, going to a ball game is a purely optional thing. And so when you're making a decision on, do I really want to cower in my house and not leave because I'm afraid of a virus that I will probably not be able to avoid anyway? I mean, absent being vaccinated, there was a 50-50 chance anyone in this country country was going to get COVID-19. But there was an exceptionally good chance, unless you had severe comorbidities or you know, you were just one of the very, very few unlucky ones that you were going to have any kind of negative outcome. The fact that there was a shoot, a shooting, it also subjects you, if you were in the stadium, to a traumatizing event. Many people said, I, I was scared for my life. You might have nightmares about that. So while only, while nobody got shot except for one fan outside the ballpark, being around a shooting that could leave you traumatized is another thing that I have to then enter into my calculations. Again, with the premise of a baseball game is optional. Living your life is not. And while it may be a very rare thing that you're going to even be at a park or anywhere where there is a shooting, it's still something that causes you to go, hmm, if, if this continues, if this is part of a larger trend, if this part of D.C. becomes more dangerous and more sketchy, if there's another incident, and you can define that any way you want, I think that's going to shade people's thoughts about, eh, do I really want to go down there? It's not that I'm absolutely afraid. It's just a cost-benefit analysis. Is it worth it or not? And I think going to that stadium is already a tough ask. And if it's going to be a place in which there is drive-by shootings, then you're going to have to rethink it. That's all I'm saying. I'm not purely like, oh my God, I'll never go to a game again. I'm afraid I'm going to get hit in a drive-by shooting. It's not what I'm saying. On the vaccine front, the Biden administration is putting on a full court push now. Got to push America over the finish line in terms of vaccinations. I believe the number is about 56% of the adult U.S. population has at least had one jab, as the Brits would say. Uh, a smaller percentage has been double vaccinated with the Moderna double shot vaccine. And they want to get that up to about 70%. Okay. They're on this full court push where they're like saying, big tech needs to censor the dozen or so voices on the internet that are spreading vaccination misinformation. And lies and everything else. They're framing it as a political thing. Fauci the other day was, come on, you're really not going to get a vaccine because it's political? I mean, just enough already, is what he said. To which many of us said, oh, oh, politicizing a virus. You're, You're complaining about that? That is rich. The hard, cold truth of the matter is, With more people that get vaccinated, with the lower the numbers go of COVID-19 prevalence, the less inclination there will be for those who are not vaccinated to get it. Also, here's one number we have no good idea on, and that is how many people have had COVID and recovered. Give us a randomized state-by-state sero, what do they call it, Uh, seropositivity number. Run, I mean, of all the money we've spent on 
and all the things to try to collect information, as flawed as it may be, I have not seen one national push to go, okay, we know our vaccinations are at this, but we also know, want to know how many people have already had it and recovered because it's quite likely that they have better immunity than the vaccine. Better immunity? Better than McDonald's? What are you, some kind of virologist? No, I'm like you, a citizen who reads and analyzes. I'm allowed to have an opinion. And after reading opinions of a number of people that are pretty smart, I've concluded that there's no way a vaccine would give you better immunity for a pathogen than your whole body going to work on it. I just don't believe it. And many others who are in the field also don't believe it. Do I have facts? Do I have stats? I don't. But the basic nature of viruses and your immune system, if it's functioning properly, says that your body, when, when, a, when an outside pathogen comes in, it swings into action. It is all hands on deck. All kinds of elements of your body start combining. Whereas the vaccines stimulate a single spike-celled protein to stimulate a targeted response to this specific virus. And that's a, that's a modern miracle of medicine unto itself. But that said, I don't believe it's any better. So we've had a ton of people who've already had COVID, like myself, and recovered or barely felt it. And so we've got some degree of existing immunity. Why doesn't the government want to know that? Shouldn't they want to know that? Well, of course they should. But obviously, the big push is just getting people vaccinated. And the thing is, the more you push at this point, the harder you push, and the more rhetoric you throw at it, it's not only not going to move the needle, it's probably going to backfire. It's going to make people dig in. It's not helpful. This is akin to the time when I was trying to dig out a stump of a tree in my parents' front yard when I was in high school. And I dug and I dug and I dug and I chopped and I chopped and I chopped. And I thought, man, I bet I've chopped and dug enough of this tree. We can finally get it out. And I hooked up a big chain to the bumper of my four-cylinder car and I started to pull. And I quickly realized because of a sound I heard on my bumper, oh, shit, this is going to end badly. And I stopped, thankfully. I would have ripped the rear end right off the car. This is where the administration is right now. Robert W. Malone has chimed in. Who's he? Robert W. Malone is self-proclaimed inventor of mRNA vaccines and RNA as a drug. So he probably knows what he's doing. I, I don't know if he invented these things, but he claims to. He put out this following series of tweets. One. Bioethics requires full risk disclosure and free choice. Neither of these are being met right now. Two, for high-risk population, the risk-benefit ratio for the USA vaccine seems to make sense. Three, we do not know all the risks yet. Four, for pediatric and young adult populations, the data do not currently support adequate risk-benefit for USA vaccines, so stop. Five, mandating vaccines is wrong. Six, censorship is wrong. Seven, attacking others' credibility as a way to win arguments is the refuge of the stupid. 
And finally, number eight, he says, Dr. GVD Bosch, Geert van den Bosch, PhD, independent vaccine research consultant and vaccine discovery and preclinical research scientist, is completely correct as a virologist and vaccinologist and everything that I have read of his. Time will prove him right. I'm confident in that. But in my opinion, as a physician, the death and disability in the high-risk populations still merits vaccination. Nine, there's a concerted effort to suppress information and dissent in support of a noble lie. The noble lie is this. A, we have to reach herd immunity for economic recovery and to minimize death and disability. B, these genetic vaccines are the only path available to herd immunity. And C, these genetic vaccines are perfectly safe. Each of these statements, he says, are demonstrably false. Robert W. Malone, MD, inventor of our mRNA vaccines. Moving right along to other more exciting things, such as a Panama City Beach, Florida shark attack almost caught on video. You might have to look this one up. It's on YouTube. Hammerhead shark in the murky but still kind of clear greenish waters off the beach of Panama City. A sunbather in there up to his waist. The silhouette of the large seven foot plus shark swimming in the water nearby. And horrified onlookers thinking to themselves, oh my God, does this guy not know that there's a shark there? Nobody else is in the water at the moment. And he's standing there and you see the shark in a terrifying burst of speed make a beeline right for the guy. And somebody is filming it or videotaping it on their cell phone. And, of course, they're doing it vertically, which at this point I've already given up on all the vertical video stuff. What can I say? It just is what it is. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, my God. Get out! He sees it. Look at him. Oh my God! (laughs) Did you get on that video? Yes, I did. That right there is stupidity on full display. At Kroger, fresh groceries are our thing. So we check your delivery order for freshness at every step from farm to store and pick and pack every veggie in your free pickup order with care because we treat your food the way we'd want ours to be treated. We're fresh every day, so shop anyway. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. 
With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, fire in on that one, and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come in football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Headline, City Field staffed by rivals Philly vendors amid worker shortage. Writes the New York Post, it's the city of brotherly grub. (laughs) The Mets are having such a hard time staffing home games with food and drink vendors amid a dry labor market that the service company responsible has had to bus in labor from the rival Philadelphia Phillies. Oh, my God. Vendors who usually sling hot dogs and beers at Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia have been shuttled on an hours-long bus ride to City Field to serve unsuspecting Mets fans at some recent home games, according to employees and a union leader. Food services firm Aramark, which hires vendors at both ballparks, is so desperate to fill positions amid the coronavirus crisis and its related economic downturn. It's paying Philly-based workers to undertake the sometimes three-hour commute into enemy territory. End all extra unemployment benefits now. Yesterday, if possible. Dateline Chicken Nuggets, Popeyes is ramping up a plan and I guess security for their franchisees for the rollout of the much-awaited Chicken Nuggets with the same delectable Popeyes chicken outer breadcrumb coating as is on their Smash It Chicken Sandwich. Who can forget the nationwide madness in the fall of 2019, you know, right before COVID hit? Ah, the good old days, and all we had to worry about was fights at Popeye's involving the chicken sandwich being out. Two years later, a rep for Popeye's tells TMZ that the sandwich release problems are still fresh in their minds and that franchisees across the system have worked to increase staffing to better meet demand for the Popeye's new chicken nuggets. They claim they're going to change the nugget game. We'll see about that. This probably has dud or flop written all over it. Hire a security guard, a really big burly dude. That'd be a good idea. And staffers. Baba Bowie is selling his house in New York. So is Gary, or so is Ronnie Mund, his long, uh, Howard Stern's longtime limo driver. Uh, the two of them recently put up for sale their homes in the New York City area. When SiriusXM's offices are expected to open again after Labor Day. Take your time, New York. Stern's veteran producer, Delabate, Gary Delabate, Baba Bui, has scored a buyer for his 
$2 million Greenwich, Connecticut home just weeks after it first hit the market. Baba Booey is 60. Good for him to think he could go from being a lowly producer to being able to afford a $3.2 million home. Apparently, because of the pandemic, he's been, like everybody else, working remotely, dialed in from other locations, can still produce the show, can still, I guess, play sound, can still contribute when necessary. Who needs to be in downtown New York City? He's out of there. Ronnie Mund, the limo driver as well, also getting out of New York. He sold his home for a lot less, about 1.2, but looks like everybody in the Stern ecosystem has done pretty well. Uh, said Baba Bowie, he can have two homes now, one in Florida and one in Maine, and split time between the two. Sounds nice. Dateline Award Shows. Spike Lee, you had one job and you fucked it up. At the Cannes Film Festival, they like to build up the winner of the biggest award, the Palm d'Or, and keep that secret until the very end of the show. Well, Spike Lee blurted it out within the first five minutes. He said, I'm a big sports fan. It's like the guy at the end of the game in the foul line missing a free throw or a guy misses a kick. No, 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 it's not like that. It's like uh, the first play of the game giving up 17 touchdowns right away somehow. I don't know how that is. It's not like missing a free throw at the end. You fucked up the whole show because you couldn't remember. Don't say who won until the end. Don't say who won until the end. Porcupine hunting, still illegal. And cops shouldn't be assholes. Two former Maine cops have gotten hard jail time for killing porcupines while on duty. Michael Rollerson, 31, was sentenced to 270 days in jail with all but 20 suspended. So that's 250 days in jail. Fined $1,000 in order to do community service. His cop partner, Addison Cox, 28, was hit with 90 days in jail and fined $1,000 as well. They pled guilty to charges of cruelty to animals and night hunting. Cox reportedly told police that he looked up to Rollerson, wanted to emulate his behavior, and that's why he went along with it. But apparently the two of them would hunt porcupines at night, and when they found them, fucking kill them with their batons. Talk about a bad look for police. That's about as bad as it gets. I think this one's a work. Just plain rude. Woman busts passenger calling her a, quote, fat ass in a text on an airplane. The woman said she was sitting down ready to take off and some dude bro next to her was texting on his phone and texting on his phone in a very conspicuous manner. This dude bro's bud said, how's your flight? He goes, it's fine except for having to sit next to this fat ass next to me. He then made some snaps, uh, some uh, jibe about or jab about tell her about keto. The woman, of course, took a screenshot picture of the man on his phone and then blew it up and went viral. She is, wait for it, shocker, a relatively good-looking, skinny, blonde girl. I don't think any dude who got lucky enough to sit next to a random, skinny, blonde girl is going to say, this fat ass next to me 
Something tells me this is a flat-out work. This is a way for her to go viral and to get people to be interested in her. Just her eyes tell me this was a work. She's a TikTok user as well. So you tell me, Do anyone? does anyone fake TikToks ever at all? Right. Dateline France. The country has banned crushing and gassing of male chicks starting in 2022. You mean like a male little chicken, tiny chick? Yes. They've they've banned the practice of crushing or gassing them, a practice denounced as barbaric by animal welfare groups and will push for similar measures at the European level. Every year, 50 million male chicks are culled in this way. Only females, who are the future egg-laying hens, are kept alive. So in other words, it's a tiny chicken holocaust. Or it's a tiny chicken crush-a-thon. Wow. What do you do then with a bunch of chickens who aren't going to lay eggs that you've got no use for? You don't want to feed them. You don't want to keep them. You don't need them. What's the best way to get rid of them? Uh, In 2022, breeders in France will instead need equipment to have machines that can detect the sex of the chicks before they hatch and therefore kill them before they do. Also, the castration of live piglets will also be prohibited from the start of 2022. That sounds pretty gruesome. Do they do anything with the squished chicks? Not so sure about that. Dateline Hollywood. Oh, come on. Get me rid of that thing there. Uh, Dateline Hollywood. The Hollywood Ripper who murdered Ashton Kutcher's date finally sentenced to death. Never heard of this story. I didn't know what happened. 2001, this sick fuck Michael Gargiula murdered 22-year-old Ashley Ellerin, who was hours away from being picked up on a date by then mostly unknown actor Ashton Kutcher. He was known as the Hollywood Ripper because he had apparently murdered several other women. He had done it by being the so-called boy-next-door killer. Lived close to his victims, acted as a friendly neighbor, then broke into their homes and stabbed him to death. Kutcher, who said he was a couple hours late picking up Ms. Ellerin on her date, said when he went there, he rang the doorbell, nobody answered. Rang the doorbell, nobody answered. And did tell and so he left. He said he did tell police he peeked in the window and saw what he thought were wine spills on the floor. Wine spills. Didn't think that that would be something you might want to investigate just a little bit, maybe. Bueller, Bueller. I had the funniest conversation with my dad as he very nicely drove me down to National Airport on Monday. It's a great deal. I get free remote parking at my parents' place on the mean streets of McLean, Virginia, and a free shuttle ride and time to spend with my pop. So we're driving down in the car that I sold him that you guys claim I charged him too much for, and he vigorously denies that. He loves that Genesis. But there is one little problem, he said. He, he said that the center console button for the multi-information screen, the navigation, and all the other controls, it's a little dial down you know, next to your thigh that you press and you twist and you press and you twist. He said, you know, Stephen, I'm not sure this button's working as well. Maybe, you know, 
it, with, over the years you've used it, it's starting to not really respond because I've, I've had to mash it and punch it and slam it, and it sometimes doesn't respond. I go, whoa, whoa, Dad. Because I know my dad at this point, at this age in his life, I said, well, first of all, I said, Dad, don't you remember teaching me? Don't force it, Stephen. Never force it when it came to fixing stuff. He's like, I know, but I'm telling you, it doesn't work. And he's, he then says, but now I think it, it's, it's resolved itself. I think it's, it's working fine now. So I start fiddling with the knob, and I've never had this problem before. And I don't see any problems with it. My dad, though, is insistent that something must be wrong with it. And I said, Dad, you taught me working on cars growing up as a kid. And not as a kid, but growing up as a teenager, because I worked on cars in the garage with my dad a decent amount, more than I ever wanted to. I said, you taught me how to try to figure things out. You taught me, you know, how to got to start using your logic of, okay, it's possible that the contact between that button and the dial or whatever activates it is worn, has seen better days. It might not be responding. It might require more of a, of a pop. Something would tell me that if it was truly wearing out or not responding, it would be a chronic and ongoing issue, not an intermittent one. And I said to my dad, as gently as I could, I said, Dad, you just can't be a vadiat and start mashing it the second it doesn't respond in a way that you think is the way it should respond. I also noted that if you, didn't, if you hit it with a glancing tap, that it doesn't respond. you got to really center down that wheel. Boom to activate what you want. And anyway, we had a fun back and forth, and my dad was getting sort of faux agitated. Oh, hey, come on now, and everything. All I could think about was I'd love, I would have loved to have had a GoPro mounted on the dashboard like carpool karaoke, and I would have loved to have recorded it without him knowing. I, I think you guys would enjoy that from a voyeuristic standpoint, just to enjoy the back and forth between a son and his dad about this stuff. I don't know how I do that. I'm a, I think you know my dad would know the cameras up there. He's like, "What are you doing there, Stephen?" And and he probably wouldn't consent to me putting these conversations out there on the internet. But man, you should have heard this one. It was it was a good one. It was funny as shit. I had a couple interesting things happen to me at the airport. And guess what? I'm not going to talk about them. You know why? Because I have now come to the full-blown realization that, well, first of all, we know that flying an airplane, flying on an airplane, is not guaranteed in the Constitution. These no-fly lists now, and with all these COVID regulations, and TSA this, and TSA that, man, it's two wrong answers, and a little bit of an attitude, and you could be on a no-fly list. And then you're really fucked. So I treat the airport and everything that goes with it, as if I am walking through Kim Jong-un's North Korea, literally. So two things I said, ooh, I'd love to talk about that on the podcast. Oh, wait a minute. Could get me in trouble. Just telling you, and I didn't break any laws, I don't think. I didn't start any fights, but there's two things. I was like, oh, I want to go off on this. And then I go, no, you know what? Chances are it's only going to give me grief when it's all said and done. Oh, yeah, I didn't have a mask. And they had this kiosk as soon as you enter the airport that said free masks if you need one. 
And I thought for sure they were the very flimsy medical grade masks. They were actually full cloth masks with cloth loops thick that barely fit around your head and ears and mouth and were the literal adaptation of a face diaper. I know people call them face diapers. These were the real deal. In fact, I should have kept it. As soon as I got to the uh, counter at the uh, Southwest desk, I'm like, do you have a, a lighter mask I could use? And they did, thank God. They had the normal disposable ones, and these were disposable, and I'm telling you, they, they were truly face diapers. Plain white, thick cloth, thick cloth. You could have taken a shit in these things and would have stayed in there for, oh, that's disgusting. Still, though, I was like, wow. All right, I guess they're really using face diapers. And then finally this, I just had to say this about all this government response to the pandemic, the virus, vaccine passports, disinformation, yada, yada, yada. There's certain things you're never going to hear the government or authorities say. Thing one, we don't know. They rarely if ever say that, unless they're saying it in a way that cuts in the direction of them having more authority or more restrictions. Things like, well, we don't know if you've had COVID and recovered, if you've got immunity. Oh, you don't know that. Well, that's a very narrow definition. You probably do. Number two, you won't hear them say we were wrong about this and this or that. The government will never say we can't do anything else. That's all we can do. They'll never say it. And they sure as hell won't ever say, well, we don't have the right to do that. As you have seen now, those are things that are not said. And that's why there is so little trust with many people in society. Not nearly enough. Sad to say. I think I'm in this 42% minority who has been saying for many, many months now, what the living fuck. But safety has always been the perfect cover for tyranny because everybody wants safety. Many people think the government can provide safety. And it's easy to demonize anyone who's against that as saying, well, you just want grandma to die. Or worse yet, you're killing people. When Biden said to the reporter, What's asked? What's your message to Facebook about not aggressively enough combating disinformation about vaccines? He said with a snarl, "They're killing people." Facebook? Oh my God! Oh well. All right, that's it for today. Thank you very much for downloading and listening. If you made it this far, realize this was a very necessary placeholder to clear the decks for what could be an amazing and late Tuesday night in the Deer District watching the Bucks and Sons on a big TV outside with about thousands and thousands and thousands of revelers on what could be the first championship in Milwaukee in 50 plus years. Next podcast will be the recap and I hope my voice is anywhere close to this. If so, it'll be a miracle. Thanks for listening. Spread the word as always. Rate and review to please our algorithmic overlords. Have a great Wednesday and we will see you tomorrow.
More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting your cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com right now for free screening resources and recommendations from the American Cancer Society. Don't wait. Early detection can save your life. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com today. Cancerscreeninfo.com. With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, fire in on that one, and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come and football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.